Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And UDO Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. UDObooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 866. On last week's show, we heard another one of our Freya McGregor's famous audio postcards, one from Australia. And Freya has inspired some Talking Birds listeners to create audio postcards, too. One of those listeners is Haley Perez, who has sent us an audio card about some pretty cool birds she's watching from a window at her home in Southern California. Good morning, everyone. My name's Haley from San Diego, California. I'm just sitting here at my window looking out over the feeders. We've got quite a big group today. Morning doves couple of lark sparrows, house finches. We have a few white crown sparrows, which are just here in San Diego for the fall and winter. And we've got a lot of little guys who are making the most noise here. They're called scaly-breasted munias. They're native to Southeast Asia. But thanks to released and escaped pets, we actually have a pretty good population here in Southern California. And they are super cute very small we've got a beautiful reddish brown head and a black and white checkerboard pattern on the breast they come in big flocks and try to fill up on one feeder just smushing in there till there's like 20 of them in one tray it's really cute happy birding happy birding to you Haley. thank you from san diego there in those scaly breasted munias escaped birds that have established populations there and in other places too around the country and other parts of the world uh, as well pretty amazing extra extra read all about it here are some of the uh, things we have for you right now on our Facebook page and our talkingbirds.com website there's more from California here January is a wonderful time to look at hummingbirds where possible. And to that end, we'll connect you to a busy live hummingbird webcam in Studio City, California. Help is needed by scientists trying to find 10 most wanted lost birds. The group's Rewild, American Bird Conservancy and BirdLife International are calling on conservationists, researchers, and the birdwatching community to work together in search of these lost birds from various parts of the world. We have a link to that. And the U.S. Department of the Interior uh, wants to know what you think about a new online tool being developed to help with conservation efforts. We'll connect you with the survey. That's some of what we have for you right now on our TalkingBirds.com website and Facebook page. One thing I forgot to mention there uh, in connection with our audio postcards, we'd like to invite you to send one. If you have some bird observations and sounds of birds you'd like to send us, we'd love to hear it. You can email that. Just send it to ray at talkingbirds.com. That's ray at talkingbirds.com. 
That's not a reaction to my comments just now. That's the mystery bird is what that is in a little preview of our mystery bird contest. Coming along a bit later on in our show, just a reminder, too, if you're not hearing our show live and would like to, so you could enter our mystery bird contest, for example, just go to TalkingBirds.com and you can see how to do it. It is very easy. Our mystery bird is a large, stocky, ocean-going waterfowl of northern sea coasts with a wedge-shaped head and a long bill. The male is bold black and white with a little bit of green on the head, or quite a bit, actually. The female is brown with black barring. Our bird dives as deep as 60 feet to feed on shellfish on the seafloor. We had a chance to see a whole bunch of these birds right in Boston Harbor, our neck of the woods, uh, last week. Clues there about our mystery bird. You heard the sound, and beautiful prizes await, including a $15 Beauty of Books gift certificate. Uh, Beauty of Books, home of one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Plus, the Droll Yankees Observer Window Feeder. That's the one that attaches right to your window, so you get a clear view of birds right close to you there, the Observer Window Feeder. If we have time for a bonus question, we'll also give away a beautiful $20 certificate for Wisdom Supply. More on that later, but that's a preview of our Mystery Bird Contest, and we hope you'll be ready to call when we give the signal for the contest itself um, so that we have time to complete that entire process. Meanwhile, a special message about a special virtual bird festival happening very soon. Have you heard who's going to be at the For the Love of Birds Festival this year? Folks like Ken Kaufman, world-renowned birder, author, and artist who reveals his top four recommendations for what to do when he can't identify a bird. Or beloved nature artist John Muir Laws, who will share his hard-won tips for quickly sketching warblers in the field. Along with many more of the coolest and most innovative experts in the bird-loving world today. Head on over to ForTheLoveOfBirdsFestival.com to get your ticket for this amazing virtual event taking place January 26th through the 28th. Admission is only $12. That's ForTheLoveOfBirdsFestival.com. That is so cool. Thank you, Christy, for that uh, info there. Conservation Good News of the Week. Electric Vehicle Department. Encouraged by a growing demand, Ford Motor Company announced this week... It'll double the production of its F-150 Lightning, the electric version of the F-150 pickup truck, America's best-selling vehicle. The surge in production of the electric pickup to 150,000 vehicles per year builds on their earlier announcement in the fall that they'd double the production from 40,000 to 80,000 vehicles at their new uh, plant in Dearborn, Michigan. So now they're going way beyond that. And Ford won't be alone in the electric pickup truck market for long. Well, they already aren't, thanks to Rivian and others. General Motors unveiled an all-electric version of its flagship Chevy Silverado during the CES Electronics and Tech Trade Show on Wednesday in Las Vegas. And GM is promising, by the way, a 400-mile range on a full charge with this trick, that is, uh, this truck, that is, uh, the clean energy vehicle revolution really is accelerating rapidly. Our royal salute to more Talking Birds ambassadors, listeners who have uh, joined our ambassadors family 
helping us get the word out about our show. Very easy to join, by the way. Just go to TalkingBirds.com. Click on Get Involved at the top of the page there. We'll send you some cards, and you can hand them out at your leisure to friends and neighbors. And thank you to Rick Murphy from Bloomington, Indiana. Thank you so much, Rick, for becoming an ambassador. And thank you to Arian Inman from Sherwood Park near Edmonton in Alberta, Canada. And she says she loves talking birds. Well, we like her so much more now already. Thank you so much, Arian. She says, I tell everyone about talking birds whether they want to know or not. All right, we like, we like your attitude there. She says, I lead bird walks in our national parks, and I take people on walks that combine indigenous cultural experiences with birding in Alberta's unique ecosystems, including the Rockies and dinosaur fossil-riddled badlands. That is so cool. Thank you so much, Arian, for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. Once again, just go to the Get Involved button at the top of the homepage, TalkingBirds.com, to join our ambassadors' family. Still to come on our show today, we'll pay a visit to the Talking Birds Science Corner, where our own Debbie Bleacher will tell us the fascinating story about why scientists have created a robot that behaves like a bird. Plus, we'll catch up with Mike O'Connor in our Let's Ask Mike live segment about the increasing price of birdseed. Does he really want to talk about that? I guess, I guess he does. He's a brave man. And up next, a very striking red, black, and white bird that sparked a famous ornithologist's interest in birds is today's featured feathered friend presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Melanerpes is a genus of New World woodpeckers whose members tend to be colorful birds with black and white barring and often red and yellow. And today's featured feathered friend, Melanerpes erythrocephalus, fits in well. That genus name, Melanerpes, comes from the ancient Greek, combining the words black and creeper. And the species epithet is from modern Latin for redheaded. Yep, it's the red-headed woodpecker. This beautiful bird, with its white body, black and white wings, and bright crimson head, has some pretty interesting nicknames, like shirt-tail bird, half-a-shirt, flag bird, the flying checkerboard, and, for reasons that aren't entirely clear, jelly coat. It behaves differently than most other woodpeckers in that it catches insects in midair and has a habit of hiding food in tree crevices, covering it with bits of wood or bark. The red-headed woodpecker was the spark bird, the one that sparked an interest in birds for the legendary 18th century ornithologist Alexander Wilson. Cherokee Indians made this bird a war symbol, and Longfellow's hero in the Song of Hiawatha gave the bird its red head in thanks for its service. Many factors have contributed to declines in this bird's population, from the fact that introduced European starlings outcompeted for nest sites, to the loss of nut-producing trees like the American chestnut, to the availability of dead trees in their open forest habitats. One study found that although redheads often excavate nests in utility poles, nesting is not successful in newer poles, possibly because of the creosote used to preserve the wood. 
Red-headed woodpeckers can be found in most of the U.S., except for the far west, and are short-distance or partial migrants, wintering in parts of Texas or just wandering far enough to find food to survive the winter. And yes, they will come to bird feeders, especially if there's some suet out there. They'll also eat many kinds of fruit, including apples, pears, grapes, and blackberries. It's today's Talkin' Birds, featured feathered friend, Melanerpes erythrocephalus, the red-headed woodpecker. Welcome again to our show number 866. Well, we decided a while back that birds really are real, uh, following the birds are not real pseudo-conspiracy. But could there still be robot birds? Well, apparently, yes. Yes, there could, as we're about to learn through a visit with our Debbie Bleacher in the Talking Birds Science Corner. Come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. Dr. Frankfurter is not as loud as he used to be. Debbie Bleacher is here with us in that science corner. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Ray. Wait a second. We have to... Uh, you think this is easy doing this show. It's much more complicated than you than you think, especially <laughs> when I'm involved. Anyway, I think we got to go in here now. We just did that to make it make everyone realize how difficult this really is. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Ray. So birds are real, but robots are real too. And it sounds as though some folks have kind of combined them in a way. What exactly have they done and why? I got to tell you, I couldn't believe this when I first read it. A group of engineers at Stanford have made a drone with robot bird feet that can actually perch. A drone? They call it, yeah, they call it SNAG, S-N-A-G, for stereotyped, <laughs> nature-inspired, aerial grasper. No, of course. Yeah, they wanted to make a robot that could, for instance, fly into a forest and land on a branch. Um, but the thing is, perching is a hard problem to solve. Okay, why, and why is it so hard? Well, think about the things birds perch on. Um, mm -hmm. Branches of all sizes and shapes, mm -hmm. railings, bird feeders, and those objects might be wet or icy or even sticky. Um, also, birds perch quickly. They don't mm -hmm. like hover in the air thinking about how to land. They just do it, and right. their feet adjust. Mm. Uh, and then the feet have to be able to let go quickly, too, for takeoff. Mm -hmm. Birds have very hardworking feet. Yeah, so they had to probably figure out a particular bird maybe to do this. It wouldn't like pick good duck duck feet probably for for this what, what would they <laughs> probably not what <laughs> maybe they do? for a water robot right <laughs> um but for, for this they, well they initially studied perching in parrotlets so those are the, the second smallest parrot species they, they videotape them flying back and forth on branches mm -hmm. um but they decided to model snag on peregrine falcon feet because they're bigger uh -huh. and they're really strong um, mm -hmm. I should mention, by the way, that the machine feet don't have feathers, <laughs> um, and, and they've got wires and pulleys instead of muscles and joints, but mm -hmm. they still look a lot like bird feet. All right. Wow. So this technology uh, not only is doing something for science here, but I guess it could lead to some serious money for, for its inventors, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the X Prize Foundation is offering a $10 million prize. Let me repeat that. $10 million dollars. Um, for a technology that can monitor rainforest diversity. Wow. Yeah. Ten, ten, um, yeah. Yeah, $10 million, right. We could do a lot with that. <laughs> um, so I, I really don't think anything could be better for that job than a robot that could fly around and perch and record mm -hmm. what it encounters, except for one thing. Mm -hmm. 
um, a flock of crows with notebooks. With notebooks. That was probably one of the things they considered before going with, uh, with it the way they did there. Really, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> really interesting, Debbie. And uh, thanks for helping us get a, a grasp on that. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> You're welcome, Ray. Sort of. Here's our big closer. <laughs> Debbie Bleacher there in our Talking Birds Science Corner. All right, uh, where are we now? We're on to uh, some next part of our show here, and uh, that would be our Mystery Bird Contest um, in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. All right, we have everything under control here. Our mystery bird contest underway here. And we invite you to call and tell us what this bird is or take a guess at it. Always we have a winner, or virtually always, because we'll do a drawing if no one gets the uh, exact answer. But I have a feeling somebody will, but we'll see. Our mystery bird is a large, stocky, ocean-going waterfowl of northern seacoasts with a wedge-shaped head and a long bill. Very distinctive uh, looking head. I guess we don't have everything under control. We have noises coming in here. Okay. The male, bold black and white with some green on the head. The female is brown with black barring. Our bird dives as deep as 60 feet to feed on shellfish on the seafloor. Clues there about our mystery bird. A very distinctive looking bird and beautiful prizes include a $15 Beautio Books gift certificate for Beautio Books, home of the Huge selection of bird books, one of the largest in the world. And the Droll Yankees Observer Window Feeder, one of the most popular ones, I think. Attaches right to your window for an unobstructed, clear view of the, ver of the uh, birds uh, visiting you there. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. That's 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, we'll check in with Mike O'Connor. It's Let's Ask Mike live in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautiobooks.com B-U-T-E-O Beautiobooks.com my name is Bill Toller, and I'm calling from Cleveland, Ohio. If you're thinking of becoming a Talking Birds ambassador, I can tell you it's great fun. 
I keep a few cards with me and I look for opportunities to share birds with people in ordinary life. If I have that card, I can just hand it to them and I know that if they connect with the show, that spark that they have for birds will be taken to the next level. Talkin' Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our ambassadors family at TalkinBirds.com. Join today and thanks. Mike O'Connor is down there at uh, partially snow-covered Cape Cod, although I guess where he is in that part of the Cape, they don't bother with snow down there, but he is with us, and uh, good morning, Mike. Yeah, we have no time for snow down here. Plenty of time for sun, no time for snow. Well, you know, yeah. you mentioned earlier on the show that uh, that webcam at Studio City on the Hummingbirds, yeah. we play that at the store. It's a giant yeah. screen we have, and boy, there's a lot of activity, and yeah. uh, that that when you mentioned out in California, Studio City, you wouldn't think a place like L.A. would have, you know, all city and buildings, but they got a lot of hummingbirds, and that's kind of a fun webcam to look at. All right, and just another uh, reason to visit the Bird Watchers General Store in Cape Cod. <laughs> watch TV. If you're down there, yeah. <laughs> hummingbird action down there. Yeah, because you don't want to buy bird seed anymore because it's too expensive, right? Oh, Is it? my goodness. You know, it's, uh, the, the prices keep going up. And I, I guess I don't have to tell a lot of people who see birds that, but yeah. um, I just want to put it out there that it's it's not the greedy merchants that are causing that. There's there's other other things. You know, I've, I've thrown some old bills away from just four years ago, and I can just see that the price has doubled on sunflower seed, which is really the most important thing to feed birds. <laughs> and it's it, it basically doubled, so the prices are going up. And the reason for it, you know, it's um, you know the usual things: fuel, labor. Uh, too many squirrels they're eating it all mm. but actually there's a, a couple other more important reasons the the pandemic for sure a lot of people stayed home they're working for home so they're keeping their feeders filled so there's a little bit of a demand there but actually the the, the driving force in the sunflower industry is not us bird feeder people it's the it's the food people if they take sunflower mm. seeds and they actually crush them to get the oil out and they put that in food products so that demand is as people try to eat healthier, that demand keeps going up. And then it's our old friend climate change, which is causing more drought in certain areas. So the crops seem to be failing in a lot of places or just having rough years. And that's globally. So the um, American farmers, if they can find a better price overseas because they've some countries have had a, a, a bad year, they'll ship their product overseas or their oil overseas. So mm-hmm. kind of a whole global thing is really pushing up the price higher, which is not a lot, a lot of fun for us backyard bird feeder people. Mm-hmm. And and the question you have, Ray, is, uh, you know, what can we do about that? Yeah. You know, certainly don't go on strike. That's what, I don't want that. But um, if I tell people, you know, they don't have to have 10 feeders going filled the whole time. Mm-hmm. One feeder is fine. Just cut back save yourself some money, or even I'll just take a tray and put some sunflower seeds out in the morning and at the end of the day or halfway through the day when it's gone, it's gone. You know, that way you can save a little bit of money, but you still get the birds coming every morning while you're having coffee or breakfast or whatever. And the other option is, which really is the best, is water. Keep your bird bath going, even in the winter if you can, because that's every bird drinks, not every bird eat sunflower seeds, so you'll mm-hmm. still get a variety of birds if you can keep water up and running year-round. Or, or, or peanut butter, you know, just lowly peanut butter, a little jar of peanut butter goes mm-hmm. a long ways. You kind of, kind of put that on these little, they, they have these homemade feeders just have little, like, basically it's a board with small holes drilled into it, and you just put some peanut butter on that, and the dip mice and the nut hatches and the chickadees, they, they love that peanut butter mm-hmm. for sure. So, mm-hmm. 
don't don't give up bird yeah. feeding. But if it gets too expensive, you can cut back a little bit. But uh, hopefully things will improve. I don't know when. <laughs> <laughs> don't put the pressure on me. To that sounds that pretty confident. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> problems and solutions here. But one other thing I was thinking: what about all these baseball players? They're eating those sunflower seeds in the dugout now. They used yeah, to chew well, tobacco. Right. Well, there you go. So yeah. since the, uh, the you know the baseball lockout, uh, that should drop the price a little bit because no, nobody's chewing sunflower seeds in the dugout right now. That's right. Outside, only yeah. not in the, we're not in baseball season at the moment. All right. It's Mike. a strike, right? There's a strike, so we got all that to go for. Yeah, all, all right. right. Well, there you go. And it's not the greedy merchants who are causing this problem, but next time we'll find out what problems greedy merchants are causing when we check oh, in. Yeah, with there's that. plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike. Thank you. And we'll talk Mike to you next, uh, week. Yep. next week. Mike O'Connor there at the uh, legendary Bird Watchers General Store on Cape Cod. Massachusetts. Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to birdwatchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. All right, back at the Mystery Bird Contest, 781-837-4900 is the number to call. And uh, we're going to find out if it's true about not being a lot of snow on Cape Cod because we have a caller from there. It's Charlie. Good morning, Charlie. Hey, Ray. How you been? Long time no talk to. Nice to hear from you, Charlie. How have you been? Every day is a good day. You know, look at the world around you. But you know what I remember? <laughs> I just heard how many shows you've had right now. Yeah. I remember way back when I started listening to you around 195. <laughs> and it's been that long I've been listening to you. Wow, that was during the Eisenhower administration, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, right up, right about in Nixon. Yeah, right in that area. <laughs> All right, well. But, uh, Happy New Year. I, my guest is a common Mergenser. A common merganser, or some say merganser, but you can pronounce it either way. But unfortunately, it wouldn't be the correct answer. Oh, I know it. I know it. Well, yeah. uh, thanks for sticking with us, Charlie, and uh, call us again. Always. I love your show. Have a great one. Thank you, Charlie. All right. Uh, uh, Merganser. I forgot which kind he said uh, that he was guessing. A common Merganser. Uh, that's really kind of a freshwater uh, Merganser, isn't it? But uh, anyway, thank you, Charlie. And we go to another caller from uh, beautiful Cape Cod. That would be Susan in Yarmouthport, uh, Massachusetts. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Ray. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How's the snow where you are in Yarmouthport? You're in the mid-Cape area, so... Did yeah. You know, yeah. We had a little bit of snow. I think we measured a couple, two and a half inches maybe, but it's yeah. all melting now. It's about 43 here now. Nice. Okay. That's 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 what we like. Not like a few years ago <laughs> when it just never melted all year. It just piled up. Oh, piled I know. And broke records. What do you think, uh, Susan, on our mystery bird? I'm guessing the common eider. Common eider is a pretty good guess there. And not only that, but it's absolutely correct. Common eider. Is the uh, is the answer here on a mystery bird contest? I think we have time for a bonus question. What do you think? Uh, no, I'll try. You want to try it? I see sure. we can find it here because we're a little technically challenged here, and I mean we kind of always are, but even even more today. I'm going to find this question here. It's our mystery bird bonus question, and if you get it right, you get a beautiful twenty dollar gift certificate for Wisdom Supply Company, where they are a women B a women owned B corporation. That is preventing okay. plastic pollution through thoughtfully designed plastic-free 
Zero waste school and office supplies. That's that's what they are there. That's Wisdom Supply, named after the famous albatross over there oh. on Midway Island. Yeah, the oldest known living bird. Okay, having said all that, uh, here we go. It's a multiple choice question. It's not even about birds. It's about the health our, health of our planet, which is kind uh -oh. of important to birds, though. So it's a yeah. conservation question about how a commercial ocean shipping company is trying to reduce its carbon footprint by replacing fossil fuels for their engines with a different substance. What is that substance they're experimenting with? Is it A, biodiesel, B, ethanol, a.k.a. ethyl alcohol, C, ammonia, or D, unsold suet from the Birdwatcher's General Store? <laughs> Those are the uh, choices there. Um... <laughs> Boy, I have no idea, but I'll... Um, what did you say A was? A was biodiesel. And B was ethanol? Ethanol, and C is ammonia. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's go with B. Who knows? Go with B. That would be ethanol. No, it's actually ammonia. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, very, very clean source of fuel. Who knew? But it's kind of becoming yeah. a big, big deal, it sounds like. But uh, you are the winner of those other beautiful prizes, uh, Susan. So stay on the line and we'll make the arrangements. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Susan. Correctly identifying the common eider as our mystery bird. Next week, Stephanie Miller, author of a wonderful new book about a great idea. The book is called Zero Waste Living. Hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And UDO Books. An independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com.